Welcome to the Disruptive Mindset Podcast. Join me, Emma Jones, as we take a deep dive behind the scenes of executives and leaders in the IT and the tech industries. We'll find out about their models for success, lessons they've learned, and what makes them disruptive in their businesses and sectors, and ultimately find out how it can help us. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Disruptive Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Jones, and today I'm joined with the brilliant Emily Cooper. Emily is a chartered HR professional with almost a decade of experience in the industry. She is currently the HR lead IDO, an EDI advocate, and an avid allotment here. In this episode, we talk about all things HR and TA, Delving into the realities of working in a people-based industry, we cover topics such as how to support your colleagues in similar roles, the importance of vulnerability, and how we can change our companies from the inside. So welcome to the show. I'd really like to understand um, from you is did you have a planned destination when you left school? So I am a very creative person and I was always a good all-rounder at school but I always really wanted to be an artist Um, so I left school I went to um, the Slade and then the Royal College of Art so I went and got myself a really great art education but throughout that education I matured a lot and actually one of the things that I really appreciate was kind of stability and growth in a career and so I went to work in people but for creative businesses and so I felt that that was a really good kind of use of my skills and my affiliation with creative people but it meant that I could be in a role supporting them and supporting the businesses as opposed to you know doing the art and having the great ideas myself. Yeah so you sort of matched your passion so you think right I'm creative and I'm going to go into actually something that can have a business a business stream as well so you matched your passion with 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 business if you like definitely yeah and it's not to say that hr isn't creative because it is um but it just was a different kind of angle that i took in terms of my career <laughs> well i think it is now isn't it do you know what i mean if you think you think of art but actually if you if you think of where technology is now and all the customer experience and online and uh, you know all the digital sort of movement that we have i mean you know the, the creatives are absolutely the ones that are winning out <laughs> definitely <laughs> so what did what did success look like for you Um, So in terms of like achieving goals, then that's always been something that I am keen to set. So I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I know that not not everyone is, um, but I love having like a new kind of big career achievement or life achievement to to achieve every year. And so that's kind of short term. Um, And then longer term, I think it's just about you know, being happy and having the stars aligned. And so having like a relative level of success, but also having a work-life balance, you know, like we only have one life, we only have one body. And so as I grow older, I feel that um, actually balancing all of these things and passions and interests outside of work are really, really important as well. 
Um, so again, the idea of success is definitely shifting as I go. Might be really cheeky and ask what your, if it's not too personal, what your life goal is this year. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's actually so I grow a lot of vegetables in my spare time um, <laughs> so it's to, it's to move to a house where I have a garden that's big enough to do that so at the moment I have an allotment space um nearby uh, but to have my own big garden is the kind of the dream of of this year so uh, you have like a picture of your wall sort of like you know with vegetables growing <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think that's absolutely brilliant. You know, I completely, completely get that. You know, it's uh, my mum my, my does a lot of vegetable growing and has a big allotment and it's just the whole time is spent down there. So I get the whole allotment thing. You know, it's a really peaceful place, isn't it? You just sort of actually even go and meditate down there. I think it's a lovely, lovely space allotment. Good for you. So talk to me a little bit about the um, I'm really interested because obviously within your role, you know, you're head of people, you know, head of, uh, you know, growth and, um, you know, and I'm really interested about the in the sort of HR and the TA uh, professional role and, and how it's currently changing because you're sort of right at the forefront of that. Yeah, well, it's such a big shift. And I think it started with kind of personnel departments. So there are still people who would call me a personnel person. Um, but luckily, we have moved on <laughs> there. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion in previous years about the role as a strategic business partner and, and leading that kind of um well, the business strategy on people and having that tied very much into the C-suite. But I think now we are also expected to, you know, be innovators. We are supposed to be creating a lot of value internally and externally, but also um, more and more so we have to get things done right. We can't be focused only on strategy because there are still basic requirements of a people function that we need to be meeting. And that means sometimes being more human, you know, taking the time to listen to employees, to understand what they're going through, to listen to sometimes really, you know, challenging things that they're going through. And so there's also this balance of slowing things down as well as speeding them up. And um, I'm a big fan of automating and digitizing where possible, but actually we still do need to be human. Uh, and I do work in a human-centered design organization. And so we're very much thinking about the balance and the friction between those things as well. Um, and then I think the role as well, I mean, particularly post-COVID, we are expected to be wearing so many hats in mm. HRTA. Uh, we've been growing, been through growth, we've been through re reductions, we're supposed to be supporting mental health and advocating for employee needs, as well as balancing the business requirements. And there's so many different shifting priorities um, that the expectation is massive. And sometimes it can be very, it can be difficult to meet every all of these things uh, automatically manage them effectively yeah it almost sounds as though you know you've got so much on you know you don't know you don't know you know how to turn up you know on, on you know and, and which way to put your energy so where, where would you put you know so, so what I'm hearing there is you know it, it's it's about understanding your values but not sitting completely in strategy all of the time but being very human centric um, and also being able to um, listen to individuals' uh, problems, which hasn't traditionally, I know every, everyone thinks the HR, you know, department is all about sort of, you know, uh, people problems and all the rest of it. But, you know, it's also a very, um, you know, it, it's a process function, isn't it? So you, you sort of say it's moving more away from that into much more of a, a sort of a people centric function. 
ultimately that's what the expectation of the employees is yes we need to get things done yes we need to be legally compliant and meet and hire people and and exit people and all of that but we need to be there to understand what the needs of the employees are and that's the only way that we can make this you know a people-centered organization um, and increasingly organizations are saying that people are the things that make them tick their people are the most important function they're the most valuable thing and so we really need to listen to them and design the business strategy around them in many ways absolutely yeah I mean you know it's an, it, I think it's an interesting um a really interesting area isn't it at the moment you know with automation what do you automate how do you automate it you know making sure you're keeping people you know comfortable and happy looking after their mental health as well as strategizing on you know how do you how do you do an ROI back to the business you know it, it's a lot to cope for in in this sort of you know in the in this sort of uh, the people HR world at the moment I would say and also on top of that all of that <laughs> Emily, you've got a big change and transformation program going on. And um, and that's partly being driven by customer behavior. And um, it's a slowdown in consultancy. I think we're all feeling it. Um, but how are you driving this uh, strategy um, and behavior? How, how, you know, what, 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 how are you driving it all? Yeah, so at IDEO, we we have such amazing ideas and we do so many great things. And our work is truly human-centered in what we do so we have worked with clients to redesign sustainability work within the fashion industry we are have worked with some clients designing ev vehicles we are also de developing de and i strategies and and transformation programs for our other clients and the work the quality of the work and the things that we're doing to to build positive impact in the world are amazing but what we're not so good at is telling everyone about it in order to in order to you know build our marketing uh, and to let the world know how we can help them and so what we're doing internally is making sure that that voice is heard so so enabling everyone to be that change agent to speak positively out in the world about what we're doing um and that's that's changing a lot of ways that we're working because internally we need to be focused then on our clients and on our work and less so much on internal strategies, on internal initiatives. Um, and because we have so many creative people, often they want to be saying, what can we do to improve IDEO and what can we do to improve ourselves internally? But actually, you know, we need to be focusing more externally on how can we be putting these efforts towards our clients. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, so you've got all these creatives going, you know, sort of like, what about this? What about this? But you know, it's that it's that age-old problem. How do you market yourself? You know, how do you get your brand right? How do you, you know, and often the ones that actually do that for other people are often the ones when you turn the uh turn the mirror on ourselves, you know, it's a it's a really difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to get right, you know. So how are you, how are you um because obviously you're pivoting at the moment as a business, you know, you, you, the, the consultancy, I mean, I'm sure it's going to come back. I mean, you know, always, but, you know, um, this sort of idea of being, you know, uh, quality and, uh, you know, quality and excellence. Um, how is that driving behaviours within the business? 
So we're focusing a lot on leadership objectives um, mm -hmm. and also our internal values. So building those out, building out clearer job descriptions and role expectations for individuals, a massive piece around building manager capability uh, because we want to have great managers. We are such we are so focused on developing our people on growing our people and we and to enable that we need fantastic manager capability. And we're also looking at our internal systems very carefully things like performance management um, and also building inclusivity throughout all of those systems so all of our leadership objectives have to now include inclusive behaviors um, and we have a fantastic global leadership team focusing and, and supporting our leaders to to design those objectives in that way um, so it's a very very exciting time for the business a lot of work and a lot of change but um it's it's ultimately going to be a good thing and are you finding any one thing that's working that's just like, actually, we've got that bang on and, and it's making a huge impact? Wow. Um, I know, I'm sorry, that was a bit of a random question, but do you know what? I'm just really interested because it, there's a lot to do there, isn't it? You know, because you, you're, not, you're not a small company and, you're, and you know, and then doing any sort of change and transformation is it's difficult at the best of times, you know. So I was just really interested from a an HR perspective on whether, I mean, it might be the case you can't. <laughs> But, um, you know, whether there's any one thing that uh, sort of was really going, yeah, actually, that, that that's going really well. I think with IDEO, we, what our magic source is, the, the optimism that we have. And so when you see someone speaking out in a positive way or or tell it, you know, delivering a story from a client, we we do a lot of internal shares on kind of project work, things that were things that were doing well, things that were not doing so well. But when we do say this project that we delivered for this client had this positive impact for them and for other people in the world, and to share that confidently and passionately, it's just, you know, it's really unique and it's something that um, I've only seen in this business. So I'm putting out of that, it's the attitude. You're all swimming in the same direction. And I tell you what, that counts for a lot, doesn't it? You know, everyone's got the right attitude and that can do and everyone wants it. You know, it's amazing what, what, can, uh, what can come out of it. That's really interesting, really interesting. So what support and resources do you have around you to, you know, you've got this big job, you know, it's it's you've got a big change and transformation program going on. Who, who who's and I think it's for any successful person, you've got to have support networks. Yeah, agreed. And I love that question because particularly in HR, like it's it, it can be a really challenging role, sometimes a lonely role, um, and we need to be, support each other. So for me personally, I have a really great coach and mentor who's external to the business that I work in, um, which just gives me that kind of really rational sounding board. His name is Michael. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, and so he will often, you know, tell me, no, you're being ridiculous or push me further if I need to hear that. Um, and I think having a really honest person to be in that role is super, super valuable. So I always say thank you um, and appreciate him so much. And then I think the other one that um, is really helpful is having HR networks again. So IDEO is part of a, co a collective of other design agencies. And so we have a collective group where other people uh, people people will meet to kind of share best practices and also you know learn and learn and grow with each other which is also really invaluable and then I suppose the third piece is having vegetables and like having a, <laughs> having, having a 
mental health space to, you know, take time, reflect and, and you know, have that space outside of work to, to recover, I suppose. Absolutely love it. And you've hit on one of my absolute um, passions in, in life. So it, it's the coaching bit. And I'm really interested, um, so I'd love to dig into it a little bit more in that um, with you, but with, with the coaching, do, is, it, is, is it an outside coach? Have you always had a coach? And, and is it sort of like a safe space for you? How do you, do you, and do the company provide it or do you provide it? So Michael, he's actually a volunteer coach to me, so he does it out of the good of his own heart. Um, the reason that I sought him was because I was myself on an executive coaching training as part of my professional development. And I think I actually didn't realize how powerful that education would be. And so whilst I do provide coaching to my colleagues and within my role, um, one of the things I learned there was the importance of supervision and also having you know, a coach for the coach. Um, and so that was what made me kind of uh, seek Michael. And he um, I found him through the CIPD coaching network. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's such an invalid. I mean, I think in this country, I, I mean, I don't know uh, your thoughts on it, but I think in this country, it's it's not as well known coaching and how powerful coaching can be. I mean, I know in the US, it's much like, oh yeah, I've got a coach, everyone's got a coach. Uh, but you know, for us as um, as an organisation, we provide integration coaching because we understand how important it is for the first six months of um, you know people going into roles you know that's just one of the reasons why you might or, or stepping up into a bigger role because it's such a powerful thing um, to have a coach just having that outside someone to challenge your thinking and to challenge you know how you might want to do something or to maybe get yourself out of the way of yourself you know I think that's a, you know I think that's all you know that, that's where a coach has always shown up to me I'm always in my own way I don't know about you but I'm always in my own way sometimes yeah. so I'm just going why are you doing that I think it's um absolutely brilliant and uh um, it's, it's brilliant and do you, do you have a coaching culture internally at IDEO have you is that something that you've encouraged and driven so that is a project that I would love to work on in the future. And I think it's one of the things that um, we will be focusing on. We do internally have a fantastic coaching culture. So the um, the role of coach and mentor is built into our leadership training and it's built into our manager training. And it's one of the kind of three key components components of that role um but I think having that you know formal training and providing supervision and support internally is definitely something that we can build on in the future yeah, uh, yeah I think you know anyone that's had a ha had a coach or been coached really really sees the um and can see the power of it you know so uh, that's really really good to hear we'll have to catch up on another note on that one I think um, so uh yeah it's just one of my one of my one of my passions I, I sort of got involved in it when I was in um corporate and, and did a coaching degree and it's uh yeah it, it's followed me ever since and I love it um okay so let me ask you what one question do you wish I'd asked so you have answered it uh, so I think I think the honest thing is about the challenges that we face as well, because it is a really difficult role. Um, and I suppose like a thing I'm really passionate about is being vulnerable. Um, and so one of the big challenges that I'm, I'm facing is around, you know, boundary setting um, the pressure of burnout and mental health is real. And it's definitely within this industry. You know, we're an always on culture. There are slacks and emails going on all night. Um, and again, it's a global business. So there's so much happening. Um, and I think, you know, 
for me, it's really important to role model good behaviors around boundary setting. And that's definitely something that I am still learning uh, what to do with that. And one thing that I think would help is seeing my leaders setting, you know, setting boundaries and managing the, these things. Um, and so I want to acknowledge that that's a big challenge. Uh, and it's something that maybe with Blue Monday coming next week as well, that I just wanted to call out, I suppose. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I think, what uh, you know, I'm really interested to know what being vulnerable to you means, because I think, you know, that word vulnerable, everyone goes, Argh! no, and, and none of us like to be vulnerable. But I almost think if you step a little bit more towards that, it's amazing what can happen. So I'm interested to get your your slight insights on that. I think it makes a better working culture myself. <laughs> Definitely. And it's because you never know what someone is going through, but it's also very hard to when you're interacting with so many people on a daily basis to sit back and reflect and be kind, ask someone how they are um, and being vulnerable. It's just, you know, understanding what someone's going through, having that that time to connect as humans. Um, and it's definitely a challenge. And I really understand that. Um, and I'm working on it as well, but I think it can create such a big, it can unlock so many things um, for a culture, for individuals and for working relationships and also for individuals not to feel so alone. Um, so yeah, I definitely wanted to call that out. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So what one person would you recommend and like to listen, listen to on this podcast? So can I give you two? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so one is called Emma Rudd. She's the people director at a tech business called Disguise. And she's doing a lot of really amazing work um, in the diversity space. Um, but also she has a really great kind of team structure and approach to her people team. And then the second one is Stephanie Warner. And she's the head of people and inclusion at HTA Design. So I used to work within the architecture architecture industry and I met her through my time there as part of a networking group and she's really leading the way again in the inclusion and people space. Brilliant. I absolutely love that Emily and I'm going to get in touch with both of those people. <laughs> so yeah. We can, we can uh, encourage them to come on a podcast and um, you know you've been amazing and I think you've, uh, you've, you've hit on some really interesting interesting points and values and um all sorts of things so yeah that's absolutely brilliant thank you so much indeed and I'll, i'm going to connect with you offline to this because i want to talk more about your um your 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 coaching and, and what you're into so thank you so much indeed and i'll let you know when the podcast is coming out so um you can share it and we can do lots of things with it <laughs>